يشاركونا وعودنا لكتابك تبعونا لنا على SBS بشانا ترايا برخط فيسبوك برميتو همزمتا بلشانا انجليشايا بتهير الخيوتوخن جاستراليا SBS شوريلا بداقا بودكاست خاتا هيرن تلابخ ومطور خلشانا انجليشنايا خرزت اس بي اس اللي يبتد لشانا انجليشايا كيم قطرنا على عودوياتي يوماية يخيوتت أسترالاي وكي باشق الدراشة وهمزمتا وخبرانت جولشانا مشمى من الله وبخارتا هلون بونايا ينجوب الخيكمة بقاري اتخازيتن ان لبلوخن الخيكمة خبراني Learning English helps me share my culture SBS acknowledges the traditional custodians of country and their connections and continuous care for skies, lands and waterways throughout Australia. Hello and welcome to the SBS Learn English podcast. My name is Josipa and I know that as an English language learner, for me, one of the best ways to practice English is to go to events and celebrate with other people. One fun event coming up that we can celebrate is Diwali. Also known as the Festival of Lights, Diwali is an important festival and holiday for many people in Australia and around the globe. Are you celebrating Diwali this year? Do you know how it's celebrated? Stick till the end to find out more about Diwali, because now it's time for our learning lesson. Today with us is Tina, who is writing a formal letter, inviting a client to a celebration that her company is throwing on the eve of Diwali. Let's hear what she wrote. Dear Mr. John Williams, as a valued client, you're cordially invited to our company's Diwali celebration to be held on the 24th of October at 6 p.m. at the Banquet Hall of the Elite Shores Hotel. The festivities include a three-course meal preceded by cocktails and there will also be cultural performances and live music. We hope that you will be able to take this opportunity to spend some time with our team and we look forward to welcoming you at our celebration. Please RSVP by the 30th of September via email. Yours truly, Tina Joshi. Always begin a formal invitation with a greeting. If you don't know the name of the person you are writing to, you can write dear sir or dear madam. But if you do know their name, write down a salutation and their first and last name. Dear Mr. John Williams, as a valued client, you are cordially invited to our company's Diwali celebration. The phrase you are cordially invited to is common in formal invitations. Other phrases you could use are your presence is requested at or you could say we request the pleasure of your company at so-and-so. The festivities include a three-course meal preceded by cocktails, 
The term festivities is used in this invitation because it sounds more formal than get-together or party. Tina also said that a three-course meal will be preceded by cocktails. To precede means to go before. So cocktails or alcoholic drinks will be served before dinner. Please RSVP on or before the 30th of September via email. RSVP comes from the French phrase, wait a second, I've got this, Respondez-vous, s'il vous plaît. It means please reply. So Tina is asking her client to reply yes or no to the invitation on or before the 30th of September. And if someone wants something via email, they want it sent to them through email. Yours truly, Tina Joshi. You can end a formal letter with yours truly and then sign off with your full name. Other phrases you can use is sincerely or you can say with gratitude if you're asking someone to do something for you. While a formal invitation is something you would send to a client or a boss, you probably wouldn't do this for a friend or co-worker. To them, you would send an informal letter. Let's go back to Tina, who is now sending an SMS to her friend and co-worker Emma. Hi, Emma. Hope you're well. I was wondering if you're free this Saturday. We are having a big Diwali celebration at home and would love it if you could join us. Let me know. Would love to see you then. It'll give us a chance to catch up. Notice that this time Tina doesn't include Emma's last name in the greeting because she's a friend and this invitation is informal. So she just uses her first name. Hi, Emma. Hope you're well. Tina also asks Emma how she is, which is a common way of starting an informal message. I was wondering if you're free this Saturday. We are having a big Diwali celebration at home and would love it if you could join us. While formal invitations will use formal words such as festivities, an informal message will express more warmth and affection with phrases such as I would love it if you could join us. Note how Tina uses the informal phrase to ask if Emma is able to come. Let me know. Would love to see you then. It'll give us a chance to catch up. As we already know, formal invitations will have the term RSVP. But we use phrases such as let me know in an informal message when we want to know if they can attend the celebration or not. And to catch up means to talk to someone who you haven't seen in a while to find out how they are doing. Tina showed us a formal and informal way of inviting someone to a celebration. But how do you invite a friend face-to-face, in person? Let's go back to Tina, who is now having a chat with her friend, Anna. Hi, Anna. We are having a big Diwali celebration at home this Saturday. Are you free? Come over. Oh, wow. Yes, I'd love to. Let me check if I'm free. 
it would be good to catch up. Hmm. I'm tied up in the morning, but I'm all yours in the afternoon. Can I pop over after lunch? Sure. Come over around three-ish. Let's look at how Tina invited Anna. Are you free? Come over. Using come over is an informal way of inviting someone to come to your house. I'm tied up in the morning, but I'm all yours in the afternoon. To be tied up means to be busy. So Anna tells Tina that she's busy in the morning, while to be all yours means to give yourself fully to someone. This means that Anna will be free to spend the afternoon with Tina. Can I pop over after lunch? To pop over is another way of saying to come over. So basically, Anna asked if she can come to Tina's house after lunch. Tina then replied, Come over around three-ish. When ish is added to a time, it means around that time, but not precisely at that time. So, when Tina says that Anna can come over around three-ish, it means that she doesn't have to come over at precisely 3 p.m., but she can come at around that time. It would be good to catch up. If you are catching up with someone, you are talking to someone whom you haven't seen for some time in order to find out what they have been doing. Did you know that some communities celebrate Diwali for five days? How fun! That's almost the whole week of celebrations. And here to tell us more about this five-day festival is my good friend here in SBS, Manfred Singh. Hi Manfred, are you all set for Diwali? Most definitely, Yosipa. I've been preparing for weeks. I've already bought lots of tea lights, candles and fairy lights for our home and of course sparklers for the day of the main celebration. I know many of my friends will be decorating their homes with a rangoli, which is an elaborate and colourful artwork made of powdered limestone, coloured sand or sometimes even flower petals. Traditionally, we light up lamps made of clay on the day of Diwali because after all, it is the festival of lights. That all sounds really wonderful. But can you tell me, why is Diwali known as the festival of lights? Well, Diwali takes place on the darkest night of the month called Kartik in the Hindu lunar calendar, which usually falls in October or November every year. The word Dipavali originates from the ancient Sanskrit language. Deep means lamp and avali means row. So Deepavali actually means rows of lamps or lights. Legend has it that the virtuous Lord Ram completed 14 years in exile with his wife Sita and brother Lakshman and when they returned to the kingdom of Ayodhya, Everyone lit up their homes with rows and rows of lamps and lights to welcome them back. It is also symbolic of the victory of light over darkness and of good over evil. And Yusipa, you will be interested to know 
over 1 million people in Australia celebrate this festival and over 1 billion people celebrate it around the world. You should pop over to my place during Diwali, Yasipa. I promise you it'll be a lot of fun. Thank you for the invite, Manpreet. I'll definitely take you up on that offer. But before we start celebrating, let's repeat useful phrases from this episode. See if you can answer questions before hearing the answer. When do you use a phrase, you are cordially invited, and what does it mean? You are cordially invited is a common phrase we use when we invite someone to an event or a celebration, like a marriage or a big festival. It is a formal way of inviting, so we usually write it rather than say it to someone face to face. To pop over means... To come over. You say it when you're planning to visit someone, often in their home. We heard about the different phrases we can use when writing a formal invitation. We request the pleasure of your company. We hope that you will be able to take this opportunity. Please RSVP on or before September 30. We look forward to seeing you at the event. We practiced different phrases to use when writing an informal invitation. I was wondering if you're free this Saturday. Would love it if you could join us. And we also heard different phrases to use when inviting a friend to a celebration in person. It would be good to catch up. Are you free? Can you pop over after lunch? If you are not sure about the meaning of these words, check out our website, sbs.com.au slash learnenglish, where you can find additional learning notes and transcripts. There you can also test your knowledge with our quiz. And if you would like to suggest our next topic, send us an email, learnenglish at sbs.com.au or reach out on Facebook. We are SBS Learn English. Thank you for listening. SBS Learn English helps Australians speak, understand and connect. Facebook.